Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad to see you in big church. It's so good. I'm glad you got all dressed up and came to big church today. We are glad that you're here. Glad you're worshiping with us online. If you're, if you're watching with us and worshiping with us live stream, say hello to us. And just take a moment if you're worshiping online and share this with your friends because I know you've probably got hundreds of friends on Facebook and if you share this, then they all can worship with us today too. So uh, we, we love hearing your comments. We love hearing your prayer requests. If you, if you send that to us, we'll, we'll enjoy that. Got a couple of announcements. Look, so many things are going on. You're just going to have to look at the... the uh, church Facebook page or our website to see all of this stuff. I'm going to highlight just a couple of things. One is um, we're going we're selling Mother's Day roses, and the way this this is a fundraiser for our Early Learning Center. And um, if you buy a a rose for twenty dollars in honor or in memory of somebody special to you, it will be on the altar for Mother's Day. And the proceeds of that go to scholarships for our Early Learning Center. So you have it from now until May the 2nd to do that. Uh, so make sure that you do that, and it'll be special for everybody. This coming Wednesday, I'm excited about the, uh, the things. I, sometimes I wish I was a kid again so I could go and play with the kids. They're doing family fun night this Wednesday. They're having minute to win it and food and all kinds of fun stuff that um, sounds fun, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Pastor Andy? Speaking of fun, we have our church picnic coming up soon. I'm so glad that we're going to get to have this. It's going to be outside. We're going to have it up on Nakalula Mountain at the Kiwanis Pavilion. And we're going to have from 5 to 7 on Wednesday, May the 12th, is going to be our, our church family picnic. If you want to come and ride the choo-choo train or hike the trail or anything, you'll have to come before 5 because the, that part of the park closes at 5. But we have uh, the pavilion from 5 to 7, so come. And, and we can, you know, we can sit distance from each other. It'll be outdoors. It'll be fun. And start praying now that we have a beautiful spring day and not a freezing or a raining spring day. Um, we have Vacation Bible School coming up. It's going to be June the 7th through the 10th. You can register. Tell your friends to register uh, on our church website or on our church children's Facebook page. So will you just pause with me now for a minute and let's go to the Lord in prayer. How thankful we are, Lord, that you have given us this beautiful day, um, this chance to worship you, this chance to connect with our friends and our family, our church family. We pray that everything that we do, everything that we sing, that all of this will bring glory to you and that will draw us closer to one another and closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
sing hymn number 158. Come, Christians, join to sing. as we affirm our faith together with saints around the world and across the ages. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father.
And the children are uh, dismissed to go to children's church if you would like to join them. They always have a blast. They always have a blast. So at this time of uh, when we prepare our hearts for a time of tithes and offering and also our prayer time, uh, we have a lot to be thankful for when we consider those uh, prayers. We also think of those things that we can celebrate and give joy for. One of the things that I'm thankful for is this awesome choir. And Ezra is awesome. They're fantastic, aren't they? And we're also so thankful for our children's ministry and the children that just went to uh, children's church as well. As well. Um, 
You can give to our church. Um, you can give to the church through tithes and offerings. There are um, plates at both entrance doors. Um, you can also give online. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we have so much to be thankful for. And God, we also pray for these tithes and offerings. We pray that you will use every gift that is given today, whether it's gifts of tithes and offerings or gifts of time and service. We pray that you will use them for your kingdom. We pray that you will use them to bring glory to you in this community and also throughout the world. God, we lift up the students uh, who are finishing out school right now. We pray that you will give them strength to finish out their last month of school. We especially lift up the teachers, as it has been a crazy school year. We pray that you will give them the patience and strength to get through the rest of the year. We lift up those uh, in our church family that are having health issues right now. We pray for your peace and your comfort to surround them. We pray for the caretakers of those folks, God. We pray that you will give them the grace and blessing that they need. And God, when there's so much going on and we don't know what to say, we are reminded of the words that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
I know we already said it during our prayer time, but the choir is amazing, aren't they? We love the choir here. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, today at the beginning of the service and every service we have here on a Sunday in traditional service, we have an acolyte that comes and lights the candle. Uh, there's two candles there that they light. Um, now, you may be wondering why we do that. Some of you may think, oh, you just do that because you've done it that way for 200 years, <laughs> you know. But there's a reason for it. Uh, it represents God's presence here with us. So we're going to talk about that more later. But there's a reason why we do the things we do here. Uh, I have a trivia question I want to start off with this morning. Now, I'll tell you, our Tuesday, I'd lead a Tuesday night group. And everybody got a 100 on the quiz, okay? The youth group on Wednesday failed this trivia question. Celebration service was not fully awake to fully answer the question. And I will tell you, and I know you think, oh, the contemporary service, they've got to be wild and everybody, they're usually a little shy when I ask a question. They're usually a little shy, so we're working on that. So uh, I'm going to read some lyrics to a song. And you are going to finish it for me, okay? You're going to give the next line. I expect you to do well on this. Pastor Sam? Pastor Sam might give away a prize afterwards if you do well. Here's here's the lyrics. What would you do if I sang sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out of key. Say it with me. What's the next line? traditional service. All right, so when you see people that go to contemporary service, just let them know you're much better at the quiz, okay? So Ringo and the Beatles had it right, didn't they? We really do need a little help from our friends to get by. I know I do. Uh, And when I talked about this with our Mosaic group on Tuesday, somebody actually shared a story about Ringo and this song, and I had to look it up and read more about it. Uh, Apparently, some of the original lyrics were about Uh, people throwing tomatoes at Ringo if he didn't sing the song right, right? And Ringo was really, really, they changed those lyrics, by the way, but Ringo was very insecure about singing. Um, And his friends really did encourage him. The other Beatles really did encourage him to do that. Ringo needed his friends just to get through recording that song. And I think for us, we're reminded that we need our friends, right? We need the church and the church needs us. Sam preached last Sunday about the vine and the branches. And by the way, if you missed that sermon, you can go back and listen to it online. Uh, But he preached from John 15. Jesus in that passage was reminding the disciples the importance of connecting to God uh, through prayer and just staying connected to the source, our creator who gives us life. Um, Jesus knew that we needed to stay connected to the vine And Jesus showed us how to do it. Um, So, and and Jesus goes on in what I'm about to read in verses 9 through 17. Jesus knew not only do we have to stay connected to the vine, but Jesus knew we're going to have to stay connected to each other. And Jesus showed us how to do that too. So, I've lived in Alabama for a while now. So, the passage uh, of John 15, this is the uh, Andy Southern version uh, translation, which you can't find in bookstores yet. Maybe one day, Sam. So here's my translation of what Sam read last week and what I'm going to read this week. Here it is. Y'all stay connected to God daily. Give space to be molded and shaped to grow by God. 
Y'all be good to each other. Serve each other. Even the ones who weird you out. Love them like I loved you. Um, I added y'all for the southern aspect, all right? You know I'm a Yankee. So here is John 15, 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy in you, my joy may be in you and that my joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You do not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I'm giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. The word of God for the people of God. When Sam was talking last week about the vine and the branches and talking about staying connected to God, especially through prayer, I knew what the next part of the passage was, and I kept thinking, I'm really going to have to stay connected to the vine in order to love other people. Can I get an amen on that? Sometimes, some people are hard to love. Um, you might be sitting here and saying, I'm going to need a whole lot of vine connection or a whole lot of Jesus in order to love that person I'm ne- sitting next to in traditional worship today. Or I'm going to need a whole lot of love to love that coworker that I have, Right? To love that person, my neighbor that I see on a daily basis, that person in Walmart. And I'm not saying it's going to be super easy, but the more we connect to the vine, it does become a little bit easier. It naturally becomes a little bit easier when we spend time with God, a little bit easier to love other people. So that's the importance of staying connected to the vine. And I know that I need to surround myself with people that are connected to that vine all the time. When Jesus tells us, he's telling the disciples, love each other, take care of each other. You're going to need one another. We're called to love other people, but sometimes we're the people that need the help ourselves. I need to surround myself with people that are connected to the vine on a daily basis. Um, Sometimes I'm Ringo. I need a little help from my friends. I need to hang out with these people that are connected to the vine. I need their good habits, the way they love people, to rub off on me, right? Sometimes I'm going to be the one down and out needing help. And if I'm surrounded with these people that are connected to the vine, loving the way Jesus did, they're going to help me out. It's okay. Sometimes we can get help. There's a scripture that pastors often read in order to try to encourage everybody to be at church all the time, right? Maybe even a little guilt trip once in a while, Pastor Sam. I've heard it used that way. This is Hebrews 10.25. Don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. So we can say, why does it matter to connect with church? Why does it matter to be in, uh, in fellowship with one another? 
And that goes for uh, us here in person and those of us online. Why do, why do we connect together? Why do we join together in these spaces? Um, why can't I just pray and be good and talk to God and not have to deal with other people? You might even say, church people creep me out. Might be something that some of you say. But you see, I know we need each other. I know that I need help and I need to have contact and I need to, to be with people that are going to build me up. I know that sometimes I'm going to be the Ringo who needs help. Um, when it is done right, when church is done right, I've seen people walk through the worst tragedies but have their Sunday school class surround them, right? I've seen people walk through a bad situation and United Methodist Women is there for them, right? I've seen somebody go through a struggle and the choir is there for their other members. I've seen it. I've seen it. That's what happens when we connect. Jesus knew we were going to need one another. It doesn't just mean a church service. It could be the Sunday service that you're connecting to so many people. But it might be Harriet Murray's small group class on Wednesday nights. It might be Pastor Sam's online Bible study. You're connecting with other people. You're there to uh, help each other with the needs that they might have. When we're in these spaces, we hear other points of view. Somebody might hear a scripture different than you did, and that might challenge you to hear their opinion. You might hear, somebody might hear your prayer concern and really be praying for you and reach out to you. You might go through a tough time and people in the church make a meal for you, right? Support when you feel alone. We've all felt alone at different times this year. When, when faith is done right, people of faith reach out to you. They connect with you. It can be sometimes as simple as being a part of our exercise group here. They have a blast and they connect and they help one another. For those of uh, you who connect with the exercise group. Rich Mullins was a, a singer in the 90s. He wrote contemporary Christian music and he wrote hymns too. He actually wrote the song, Our God is an Awesome God, which some choirs have sang. Um, but people would sometimes challenge him and say, how do you do all this church stuff? They seem like a bunch of hypocrites. And here is his response, and I love it. This is from Rich Mullins. People would say, why do you want to go to church? All those hypocrites. And I say, look, why do I want to stay here with all of you hypocrites? I never knew why going to church made you a hypocrite, they'd say. Uh, because you go to church and you're all holy, holy, holy for two or three hours. Now we're Methodists. We can trim that down to one. Is that all right, choir? All right, so... Uh, and then you go home and you sin. I'd say exactly. For two or three hours, you're doing pretty good. Maybe the problem isn't that you go to church. Maybe the problem is you go home. I never understood why going to church made you a hypocrite either. Because nobody goes to church because they're perfect. If you got it all together, you don't need to go. You can go jogging with your other perfect friends on Sunday morning. Every time you go to church, you're confessing to yourself, you're confessing to your family, you're confessing to the people you pass by on the way to church, then you're confessing with all the people that you sit by at church. You're confessing that you don't have it all together. You're confessing that you need one another's support. You need their direction. You need some accountability and you need some help. That's an awesome quote, isn't it? I know every time I come here, I'm confessing. I don't have it all together. I need help from God, and I need help from all of you. And I think we can all confess that together. We need each other. We need a little help from our friends, just like Ringo did. Um, and I need to be here with people 
that have messed up this week just like I have, that are confessing just like I am. Um, we grow and we, we become so much better people when we connect with other people of faith. Whether that's in person and our friends online, we connect, we grow together. I'm one of those people, I like to help other people. I love to be involved in missions, um, but through all that, I sometimes don't want to take help myself when I need it. Has, is anybody else like that? Sometimes you want to give help, but you're not willing to take help yourself when you need it. Uh, Roger Thompson was the pastor here many years ago, and uh, I was going through a situation, and somebody was going to help me with something, and uh, I wasn't going to take the help. I was thinking about it, and Roger said, it's okay to get help from other people. He reminded me of this. He also reminded me that's that, way's per that is that person's way of uh, being the hands and feet of Christ is by helping me. It's okay. Somebody needs to hear this today. It's okay to get help when you need it. It's okay to let people help you out, to be your friend. We get by with a little help from our friends. So sometimes we can be given the help. It's okay to receive it too. We do get by with a little help from our friends. I know this past year, it's been a crazy year. In a lot of ways, I felt disconnected. I knew what it was like to be lonely. Um, and now we know the importance of being together, to being connected. But not only do I get help from my friends, right? Not only do you get help from your friends, we're a part of something big when we're a part of the community of Christ. When we said the Apostles' Creed, we talk about the universal church, right? So when we talk about the universal church, when it is done right, when people are loving the way Christ did, amazing and beautiful things happen when it's done right. Uh, when I think about ecumenically, uh, I thought about when we're a part of this giant community of faith, I thought about an organization called World Vision. It's all denominations uh, partake in this. In 2019, World Vision supported 20 million people through 37, 30, I'm sorry, through 76 global emergency responses, provided 8.6 million people with food, and helped 3.4 million people gain access to clean water. Through child sponsorship, 3.4 million vulnerable children were given a second chance of life. That's what happens when the global church, the universal church, is the hands and feet of Jesus doing it right. I thought of another um, ecumenical one was Bloodwater Mission. They, they build wells around the world and they help in countries that are affected by HIV and AIDS and they provide education and resources, and medication. And then when you give to this church, when you give a tithe and an offering, part of that goes to UMCOR, right? We think about our denomination and the impact it has around the world. Now, next month we're gonna be collecting tornado buckets, right? And you know, we just brought a bunch of those to Ohatchee. If you don't know, we, our church took a bunch of those to Ohatchee, and then we fed the workers out there. But UMCOR, they provide relief around the world, around the world. They support missionaries around the world. They have over 300 hospitals and clinics globally that help disadvantaged children and, and adults. They provide hunger relief globally. They build wells. They, have, uh, they help with sanitation and hygiene and education globally. Isn't that awesome that we, when we as a body of Christ, when we're connected and we're part of it, we're a part of that. We are a part of that. 
Um, then you think about the United Methodist uh, children's homes. They provide foster care classes and group homes and help kids get adopted and have a second chance. We're a part of that. Then I even think locally. We do so much here with our, our ladle of love uh, and, and our clothes closet and just so many outreaches we do to help people out. But not only that, we're part of the ecumenical work that is going on in our community. Our youth built these not too long ago. It's a packet of goodies for somebody that might be homeless that comes by for help. It's got deodorant, soap, some drinks, some snacks. But inside, this is my favorite part, isn't even the items. It's inside here. I have a list that each, the youth put these in the bags. It's a list of all the places that people can get help in our county. That is awesome. And those are um, all of the the soup kitchens and food pantries and clothes closets. We're a huge part of that, but then we even share, here's the the other places you can get help too. That is what it looks like when the people of God are loving the way Jesus did and saying, I want to love the way Christ did. When when people of faith, we're not fighting over what, what color we want a wall to be, but we're being the hands and fate of Jesus and helping people. That's what it looks like, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Here's a quote from Diedrich Bonhoeffer. The church is the church only when it exists for others, not dominating, but helping and serving. It must tell men of every calling what it means to live for Christ, to exist for others. We are here to to, uh, serve and to love others. Sometimes we need to be the recipient of that help, but we can give it and share it so much. I just wanted to say this too. So we know that sometimes we need to get the help, right? We know that we can be a part of something really big happening locally, globally, uh, whether it's through our denomination and also ecumenically, we're doing so much as the hands and feet of Jesus we're part of that. But individually, individually, right? God calls each of us to love others, even those really difficult people, those ones that weird us out, those ones that we, we kind of cringe when we see them, you know? God calls us to love them as he loved us. So I ask you, when you leave here today, I want you to think about it. Who is somebody you know who is having a Ringo type of day, right? Ringo needed a little help from his friends to get by. Find somebody that needs a little help from their friends. It might be a neighbor. It might be somebody sitting here today. Who is it that needs to have the love of Christ in their life today that could use some help from their friends. And lastly, I wanted to say this. Uh, when the acolyte brought the light in, that represented God's presence with us. That candle will soon leave during the last hymn. That represents the light of Christ going out into the world. So I challenge us with this. We are called to share the light of Christ out in the world today, to bring help to our friends, to bring help to those who we know and also those who we don't know. May we share the light of Christ with them. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that when I'm the one in need of help, that I won't be ashamed to ask for it, that I will will receive the help I need from my friends. I pray that you will help me to stay connected, and help all of us stay connected with people of faith, I pray that you will help us be a part of what's going on locally at this United Methodist Church and the great things you're doing here. 
I pray that you'll help us be a part of what's going on globally with our denomination and the ways it helps. I pray that you will help us be a part ecumenically of the hands and feet of Jesus doing work around the world. Our, our churches that are nearby that are doing great work, that we'll be a part with them as well, that we will join with them, be the hands and feet of Christ with them. And God, I also pray that you will put on our hearts those neighbors, those friends, those coworkers that could just use a little help from us, whether it's a meal or a hug, whatever it is, that we will shine your light to them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand as we sing hymn 548, In Christ There Is No East or West. today. May we be reminded um, that Christ called us to love each other as, as Christ loved us. Jesus knew that we were going to need each other. So may we receive the help from others, but may we provide help to those in need. Go in peace. Amen.